and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 113, and it is Tuesday, March 20th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yes, we are back. Uh, last week, we had to cancel because of last week's snowstorm. Ooh. Yep, that New England weather in full effect. Um, uh, no, the beehive did not summon said snowstorm. So, <laughs> but uh, but we are back once again, uh, just a day before the next snowstorm. Yes, and today's the first day of spring. Indeed, that's Rhode Island for you, and that, that's New England pretty much. But yeah, we are we are back. Our main topic, as you can see, for those joining us on the. Facebook Live, where it's going to be talking about season two of Jessica Jones. As a matter of fact, what's up, Kyle? Hey, what's, what's up, Kyle? Thank you for joining us on the chat. Uh, we also have a couple of things to talk about besides uh, our spoiler-filled review of season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, we'll be getting into some things like what we've been up to recently, as well as a little bit of wrestling talk, specifically last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so with all that, um oh, I just wanted to make a sm- a slight correction before we start. Um uh, 2 weeks ago we had our episode called Unpopular Opinions. Mm-hmm. Um I made the point that the NFL is a non-profit organization or is considered a non-profit. Um that's mostly false. Um the NFL is not really considered a, a, a nonprofit organization. Although, if you ask me, I think they make way too much money, and I think they should they should be their funding should be cut down by two thirds. Um, that's just my opinion because I think football is too much, too you, stressed, you way too sport. much. You either. hate sports. Well, football number one, but you hate sports. Well, I, 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 I think I think hate is a strong word. I dislike the emphasis. That sports has on our culture, and I think that in a just society, uh, athletes should be paid at the at the most a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, just for the record, like, have you like, if you ever seen just this country, yeah. you haven't watched like an international soccer game, like, like English that. Premier League. Like soccer fans are worse. That doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's, so it's not just the U.S. I know. It's worse overseas. Like soccer matches like solve political issues overseas. <laughs> or cause them. That too. Yeah. But uh but yeah. But yeah, fo- football is trash. But let's talk about uh some some things we've been up to. Starting with you, Carl. Uh what have you been up to this past uh week? Okay, well, I've been watching uh, Jessica Jones season two, so we're gonna get uh, get into that later on because I got yep. some Easter eggs for y'all. Um, right. This Sunday, it was actually uh, my friend uh, Christina's birthday, so happy birthday to her! And um, she decided to celebrate her birthday party at the Freak Play Arcade and Bar mm. located in downtown Providence, right. and uh, I-, I didn't want to leave. Really? Like, you have no idea how hard it was to leave. Because first of all, it's like, you know, you, all you got to do is just pay a cover charge. Mm-hmm. And tons of classic arcade machines. All free. All free. All free. You just press start and just go to town. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and there's a bar, too. 
Nice. So, yeah. Oh, I told you, yeah. Kyle says I'm frequent there. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it was so fun. So, I mean, I go in there, you know, I'm saying hi to Christine, you know, Jen and I, and then she wants to stay and talk, and I'm just like, shake. I'm getting the shakes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do I play first? He's like, well, Hollis is around here. I'll, I'll catch him later. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just like, I can't do it. I'm going to play a game. Mm-hmm. So I started off with the X with the old school X Men uh, beat 'em up arcade. Ah, uh, classic. Oh my god, I'm like still beasting on it. And mainly, I never beat that game mm. simply because I always ran out of quarters. Yeah. Come to think, <laughs> I don't think I ever beat any of those games except for like Mortal Kombat 2, which I'll get into later on. Mm. But um, yeah, I I don't think I beat any of those games because the simple fact that I ran out of quarters. Mm. So uh, and there was always that. I always played them at the corner stores. Yep. So there was always like a whole line of people, you know, waiting to kick my ass there. And mm-hmm. that too, I always got my ass kicked. So mm-hmm. then, um, so, you know, I, I got to playing that. Jen and I played the Simpsons beat em up game. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I was always Marge. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought Marge was the best character. Really? Because of the vacuum cleaner? Yeah. You yeah. got more range with the vacuum cleaner. Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I got that. Jen and I played that for a little bit. So and then she wanted to play something that she was more familiar with. So we played some air hockey. I let her win. You let her win. I let her win. Shame. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you gotta earn your victories. Exactly. But I beat her. I beat the bricks off her ski ball. Nice. Like she wasn't <laughs> getting that off me. So um, yeah, she played. Oh, and she played Pac Man. Of course. Yeah, but um, I'm sitting there trying to like share at the same time. <laughs> so uh, what was I doing? So then um, I came across Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. So I'm like, oh, boom, just ran, to, pretty much ran to it. Mm-hmm. So I started playing, you know, started playing. So she's in there like, oh yeah, are you gonna play this the whole night? I'm like, no, I, I, I'll play till I, lo- I'll play till I lose. Mm-hmm. Did a couple of match, you know, played a couple of game, played a couple of matches. Yep. So I lost, you know, it was like, all right, whatever. So I'm getting ready to walk back to where everybody was at. Yeah. And then I saw Marvel versus Capcom 2. Oh, okay. I'm like, yep, nope. Boom. Hopped on it. You know, I was talking to one of the co-workers there while I was playing. So then Harlow's, Christina's boyfriend, like, just sees me playing this and just finally somebody I can play this with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's on. Now you don't interrupt in my game. Interrupted my game while I'm like beat while I'm beasting right now. Yeah, it's on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and like we went at it. Like she took a Snapchat picture and like you can see how serious it was. Like it was an eighties theme, so I wore like, my um thriller jacket from like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the jacket came off. Wow. Jacket came off and like right now we're we're even because I had to leave and go to work, sadly. Yeah. There's great competition on fighting games in the barcade. I, 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 yes, there is. Mm. Yes, there is. And I was just like, it was so hard to leave. I was like drinking hand, and I was just like drinking hand, playing arcade machines. Carpetonal, well worth it. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. My wrist was all <laughs> jacked up. Man, Worth I, it, though. Man, how come I haven't heard of this place? Because you don't go out? That's right. I don't. But, uh... Well, I go out a little more, but I'm gonna check out this place for sure because it's been it's been a many years since I've played an arcade game. Many Same years. With me. Yeah, and like, like, did it have any like relatively recent ones? Recent as in like 
at least like early 2000s? Um, I think the most recent one that I came up, I think it was Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I believe. Okay. Wasn't that 2000? I think it was 2000. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Too bad. You're trash. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, they also have, um, and they was telling me, they also have like console tournaments too as well. Okay. Nice. So like sort of fighting game tournaments like Tekken and all that. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I saw Tekken 3D. I was about to get to it, but I was like, eh, she's gonna get me mad. <laughs> oh man. We had to sing happy birthday and stuff. Uh yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. I mean it was cool. You know, it was definitely well it was Dance Dance Revolution's there too. Oh, cool. I remember that so, game. I sucked in that game. <laughs> Level one and then nope. Yeah, I was no pro at it either, but I had fun playing it. I remember there was a there was a DDR game on at the URI campus when I was at when I was there. Really? Yeah. I remember, I remember shout yo, shout out to my boy Lamont. He's he would like play that uh, Dave and Busters for hours. Wow. Like we knew where he was at. Like, yeah, I went to Dave and Busters. You see Lamont? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good workout too. It is. Yeah. Okay, so Free Play Arcade, right? Yes. Okay. And it's in downtown Providence? Downtown, 182 Pine Street. Okay. I want to say it's, it's definitely Pine Street, but I do want to say 182. Okay. Nice. I will definitely uh, make it a point to go there ASAP. Trust yeah. me. You ain't got. You ain't going to want to leave. Mm. How much is the cover charge? I don't even remember. It was, we was part of the VIP, so we didn't pay anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's but not I don't much. think it's not a lot. I think it's probably like 10 bucks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have to carry a roll of quarters. Nope. What? Nice. Nope. <laughs> Just press start and go. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and I look like I see. It looks like I see a little, uh, te- a, a little Tekken challenge between Quincy Thomas and uh, Kyle Chapman on the scene, <laughs> on the um in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna say, Kyle? You gonna answer the challenge? <laughs> oh man. There's uh them's fighting words. Oh, speaking of uh speaking of challenges, um uh I think they're both part of the wrestling fantasy warfare group, right? Right. So um uh, I don't think Quincy is. Oh, okay. Well, because I was gonna say, you know, maybe we can make a little bet to see uh who's gonna, who can win certain matches at WrestleMania. Nah, I don't think so. When you start gambling. Nah, I'm not. A, I'm not a gambling man. Although I will put one. I will propose one bet on the table uh, oh, for, for the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare group. Uh, how fast will The Undertaker get I gassed? I knew it. I knew it. No, don't, shut up. Don't even say it. Will he get, how fast will he get gassed in his match against John Cena? Will it be two minutes? Three minutes? I say, I say a minute and a half. That's my bet right there. If he puts it, they put on a class and I get to kick you in the balls. <laughs> Hell no. You ain't doing that. <laughs> Although I, I, I will say, like, with the rumors of Undertaker coming back as the American badass with Kid Rock being there. Uh it's so possible, but I don't want it to happen. It's like looking at it's like when Stone Cold comes out and does yeah. his thing and it's just like you're like you're like St- you're Steve Williams. Mm-hmm. I think he legally changed his name to Steve Austin though. Yeah, he did. So yeah, you're Steve Austin playing Stone Cold in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, like nowadays it's Dwayne jo- when the Rock makes his appearance, it's Dwayne Johnson playing the Rock. Yeah. That's true. 
And as far as the Undertaker gas challenge, Kyle says five minutes. Mighty generous, sir. Mighty generous. Tony, if you put on a classic, <laughs> man, I can't wait to shut everybody up. Although I, it wins. Although I will say, like, um, if 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 Undertaker loses, does this mean that he retires the American badass character and then comes back at WrestleMania 35 as Mean Big Mark Callis? Because <laughs> that would be hilarious to me. Oh man. Oh, but, this challenge is odd. <laughs> okay. Apparently. All right, they're putting some fighting some fighting words down in the, in the chat. But uh, anything else you've been up to uh, over the week? No, I'm just still watching The Office till I go to sleep. Okay. That, that show was so fun. I'm really upset with myself that I did not watch this when it was on it on the air. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen I've seen a a couple of episodes. I, I dig it. it. It is pretty funny. Um, it's the Amer- the US yeah, version, yeah right? the U.S. version. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the U.K. version's on Netflix. No, I don't believe so. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for me, uh, did a, did a few things. Um, last Friday, I went to uh, New York, New York City, little day trip with uh, Monet. Well, isn't that lovely? Yeah, we had a nice day trip. Got to walk around downtown New York. Got to uh, do a little window shopping. It was pretty cool. And uh, you know, had a had some some cool New York eats. Please tell me you ate something that will give you like a case of something bad. Nah, we did. Oh, what the hell? We didn't live. Now there was this really nice vegan restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna knock it. Yo, don't knock vegan food. Yo, those vegan sandwiches were very filling, very filling. Um, sure. Yeah, vegan. yo, 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 you haven't, yo, you have not lived. Until you try a black bean burger from Julian's on Broadway in Providence. It's beautiful. A black bean burger? Yes, with avocado, onions, tomatoes. You already, shut it down. you already shut it down for me. What? I'm not an avocado fan. All right, take out the avocado. It's still good. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, son. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Eddie. It is cute. But, uh, <laughs> but he also says if he returns just to lose to Cena, we need to riot. I, I'm I I agree. Really? Yeah, I I don't I don't want my boy to lose. <sighs> I mean, it's but Cena did come up in his promo. Mm-hmm. He actually did something. He actually said something that hit me. What did he say? As long as there's a WWE, there is an Undertaker. I mean, conceptually, yes. Yeah. So I was like, wow. As a fan, I was like, wow, that was deep. Yeah, that was deep. I mean, in the sense that Undertaker will always be a part of the history. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and he's an institution for sure. But never left during the Monday Night Wars. He did not. No. But um, you know, I gotta say, Undertaker. He's unfortunately he's one of those legends that just doesn't know when to quit. You know. You know what it is? It's probably not even him. You don't think so? No, it's probably because now it's like he's an attraction. Because like whenever like he does come out, like you get caught up in the moment. You get caught up in the moment, right? I admit, like yeah. with that, you know, the entrances, you know, the light, you know, the lights going off, the fog, and all mm-hmm. that. You just get so the music. You get so caught up in the moment where people just want they want to relive those moments over and over and over again. Yeah, and and he's just at this point like he's just an attraction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. Um, like people enjoy like the the aura that he brings. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and I give him that, but although I, I will say like, you know, watching, watching Undertaker's last few matches in the last few years, it's, it's, it's like watching a real life version of Randy the Ram Robinson um, from the wrestler. I don't want, I don't want to see him to like get a heart okay, attack. 30 in the ring. Was, okay. Okay. 30 was when, you know, he wrestled concussed and stuff. So that was yeah. awful. Yep. 31 was basic. Yeah. Like a palate cleanser. It was a, a pal yeah, a palate cleanser, a tune up. Yeah. Um thirty two was cool. Yeah, it was more of more building up to Shane jumping off. It, yeah. The cage. Yeah, it was more for it was more for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Vince and Triple H. They won't let the man rest. <laughs> no, that's yeah. So that and then thirty three was just god awful. Yeah, thirty three was a bad. So man, it's like, man in event. a way, I can understand why he wants to come back because he's like, okay, that match sucked, and I don't want to be remembered for that as my last match. Yeah, but it, it's just, it was just that for me, it was just that moment at the end. Mm. Yeah, when he laid down the yeah, hat like the you could not, sh- like that was just like the symbol of it, mm-hmm. and just like the feel of the whole thing, like I remember. Yeah. Last year, I watched it right sitting on that chair over there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, I'm really watching this. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt that. You, yeah. even, I even saw one, like they showed, they panned to the audience. I show, I saw a woman mm-hmm. saying like, oh my god, this is really sad. Like everybody felt that people were crying. Yeah, yeah, man. I think that the last time I saw that many people cry was Eddie. Well, Eddie Guerrero was kind of more because he died. Yeah, and there was not a dry eye in that audience. Oh no. Quick, actually, quick fact: Sasha Banks was in that audience. Oh, she was. Yeah. Wow. She was in that arena. Hmm. Man. But yeah, you know, I mean, we'll 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 see how how their match plays out, and we still haven't we still have yet to hear from yeah. The dead there's man. no answer, so it's like. I mean, let let, let, let him come out, let him come out as the American badass slash big evil Undertaker. I know, I know. It has it, people are fans are divided among that version, but you know what? I think he retired the dead man character, so technically he still has the badass character and me, Mark Callis, in the bag. So there's no, that. Please don't do me, Mark Callis. <laughs> oh God, like, oh man. I don't even like him when he's the Undertaker and he cuts his hair. Yeah, into that. Like I do not like. I never like short hair Taker. Mm. Still oh, yeah. was a fan, but I was just like, I just didn't agree on that look. Yeah. But yeah, but we'll we'll see. But we'll we'll talk a bit. We'll talk a bit about wrestling in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, because I know you've been up to like much more stuff. Yeah. Um. I also finally uh beat Final Fantasy fifteen. Get the fuck out of it. Yes. Yes, I did. Hopefully, when I decide to freaking go back and start playing um Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> I can get that satisfaction. Yeah, sixty five hours in. Jeez. I beat the game. Um, I, I mean, I will say, like, in terms of gameplay, it's, like, if strictly on gameplay terms, it's an excellent game, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy game. Um, in terms of, like, the, the engine, like, the intuitive uh, action action gameplay elements, the weapon systems and all that, the magic systems. Uh-huh. Um, the story is still terrible. Um, terrible? Not like well, terrible in the sense that like it it had the elements, it had the pieces of an interesting story, but it just never came together. Especially like um when you play the main story, when you reach like chapter eight, 
like the storyline the storyline is, is just like rushing through all the developments and there are certain certain things that happen where it's like wait a minute there's like a scene there's like maybe two scenes missing i don't know why this is happening and like the, the main storyline is very underdeveloped and and i think it has to do with partially has to do with the fact that um to get to get the the complete main story like you have to you had to have watched uh, the kingsglaive movie which is a setup movie, the prequel movie to the game, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and then you have to like play the the DLC packages with two of your other party members, uh, Gladio and Prompto, to get the complete ending, to get the complete uh, story of what happened to them. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, man, it's like playing this game, it's like, it's like, it's like the, it's like the version, it's like a, it's like the gameplay version of. Like bullshitting your way through a, like uh, an oral book report in front of the class. Like there's certain there's certain parts that you that you're missing, and you're just like winging it. And like you kind of you kind of get the gist, but it's like yeah, clearly clearly you 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 didn't do your complete homework. So I was a little let down by the story. In other words, you're giving a book report on some work that you copied. Either that or like something that you read the summary, literally read the summary in a couple pages. What was it? Sparknotes.com? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, what it, that's what it kind of felt like. I bet you never let anybody copy your homework, huh? I did not. I, you kn- <laughs> I knew it. You was that guy. I was. You was that guy. I was that guy in school. Like, I was always, I always told, you know, other people who tried to copy off me or like, oh, can I borrow your notes? Nah. You got you to gotta work for your grade. I did it. Some people had like notes missing and stuff, and they're just like, "Yo, can I borrow some your notes? I kind of have like this missing." Oh, I never was asked that, so oh, okay. you know, well, probably because they knew your stingy ass wasn't giving. Probably, probably so. But you know, I earned my grades, so can you. That's that's that was my logic. But was you a straight A student? No, I was not a straight A student. Did you get anything below a C? Yeah, a few times. Have you actually gotten gotten an F? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I did get an F, man. I got an F. Uh, it was freshman year, first semester of college in pre-calculus. That's my great shame. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, that's pre-calculus. That is common. You are okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. I went to summer school for geometry and algebra, too. Damn. Did, did you pass them eventually? Yeah, with C's. Actually, yeah. hold on. Geometry was definitely with a C. Um, that I worked for, yeah. And algebra two, first of all, the teachers decided to start teaching us trig. Mm-hmm. There was no way in the hell like I was passing trig. Yeah. So luckily, <laughs> the teacher who who taught in Narragansett mm-hmm. and he lived in Narragansett, his car like died. Oh man! So we. So he basically missed like the last few days of class. Mm-hmm. So then he finally actually like made it, and he was like, "You know what? Every because it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to see, wow. except for the kids who are actually like passing. Mm-hmm. He gave them A's. Oh wow, good for him. Yeah. But the more struggling ones, he just gave everybody C's. Wow." Okay. And I said, you know what? I am done. I got my credits. I am so done. <laughs> I was done with any math classes. They're like, oh, would you like to pre- take pre-calculus? Nope. Yeah. Nope. I was short of science credits. So I said, you know what? I'll take physics and chemistry at the same time. Mm. How'd you do in those? I actually kind of breezed through chemistry because like my, <laughs> this is so, this is so weird. My chemistry teacher, like in the most, 
he actually had a heart attack. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like in the first, so in like the first, like at the beginning of the school year. Mm-hmm. So I missed a lot. So he like missed a lot of it. So we had a whole bunch of substitute teachers. Mm-hmm. So then when we, uh, so when he actually like came back. The class was actually like rather easier than we thought. Yeah. So I managed to like get by with like a C plus. Okay. Nice. And physics, the teacher was a dick, so you kind of had to pass that one. Yeah. So I at least got to pass that one with a B minus. Okay. okay. All right. At least at least you earned. Yeah. Oh my god! Everybody thought I was crazy. I was like you're taking chemistry and physics. I'm like, but it's not as bad as you think with my situation. <laughs> like, well, you lucked out. Like literally, <laughs> as a matter of fact, yeah. Other than physics, how my biology teacher in ninth grade got real sick, and she just never showed. We didn't have a biology teacher until like fourth quarter. Wow. What? We just had nothing but substitute teachers. As a matter of fact, Furman can confirm this. This was actually the class I first, that I met, friend of the show, Furman. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how... <laughs> that's how I met him. And he can confirm we never had, like, a permanent teacher in that class. So so what did y'all do for assignments? Not a damn thing. <laughs> Not until, like, fourth quarter. We just, like... Did just basic shit and I got a B plus in it. What? It was so insane. It's freaking funny when you look back at it. What high school did you go to? Hope. Oh, that explains it. Mount ain't no, di- Mount ain't no different. <laughs> Listen, Mount Pregnant, I mean Pleasant. <laughs> well, Mount Pleasant was had its had its fair share of uh uh dubious uh dubious things, but still, for the most part, we weren't hope. And that was our solace. Hope was cool. I agree. <laughs> I had a great time at Hope. Wow. That's that wow. The state of public education back in <laughs> back was... in back in the early two thousands. Oh my god. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. Man. Well, at least for my freshman year. Mm. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. Hopefully times have changed, man. Um... Welcome to Hope I was... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Man. But uh but yeah, but yeah, Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, like I said, um, would I recommend it? Yes and no. I would recommend it getting it on a sale. I know right now there's the Royal Edition that came out, which has all the DLCs. So if you're really curious about the game, you might as well get that. But just know that you're getting a an excellent RPG in terms of its gameplay and the side quests are fun. But as terms in terms of a story and characters that you care about. Yeah, Final Fantasy is really fifteen is lacking in that department. But if you just care about strictly about the gameplay, then yeah, it is worth playing. So yeah, that's how I that's my take on Final Fifteen. Now, was you always a Final Fantasy game? I mean, fan for the most part, yeah. Um, I started getting into it seriously with Final Fantasy ten, and then twelve, because uh, I never owned a PlayStation one, so I only played Final Fantasy seven. Like, I only got to I only made it to the second disc, and that was it. So never. Oh, so you was from, so you went from like Super Nintendo to sixty four, and then like from Super Nintendo to uh, PS two. That's a huge jump. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I never finished Final Fantasy three for the Super NES, which here's a really good game. So. You never, you know, oh, yeah. I think you would at least got seven since uh, PS two was backwards compatible. Yeah, 
I just just never never got around to it. I mean, I, I could still buy it off the like the PlayStation Store, just so I can say that I played and finished the game. Um, but I, but I hear I hear in some ways eight is better, but you know I'll, I might play that eventually too, and nine. Yeah, but you know what I think? I think it was because like Cloud was like such a memorable character. Yeah. That like seven stands out the most as like probably one of the best Final Fantasies ever. Oh yeah, and um, and I'm not I'm not too keen on the remake though. I don't think anybody is. Yeah, I've not heard shit about yeah. the remake. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like episodic, like they're breaking that game piecemeal, selling it by the episode, quote unquote. Oh, okay, that's just Square Enix being greedy. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, that's uh, it's pretty much pretty much it on my end. Um. Not much, not much new. Um, we got some, got some new stuff to talk about though with uh, news and headlines. Get into, it. let's get it. Yeah, first off, we got that beautiful trailer, the official trailer for Avengers: Infinity War coming yeah. out April twenty seventh. Yeah. Yo, Thanos, man, I I expect to see some death and destruction. Yeah, you see freaking yeah. Thor getting his head crushed. Yep. I saw that, so I, I think Thor's gonna go him or Loki. You were salivating, wasn't you? I was. I think you know what it is. I think I think with Infinity Wars, this Infinity Wars coming up, yeah. that we're gonna get some not so important characters mm-hmm. getting killed off. Like um, I know I'm probably gonna get like cussed out for this. Like probably Scarlet Witch is gonna get cut. Not Scarlet, yeah, Scarlet Witch or mm-hmm. um, Hawkeye. Yeah, you know, with Hawkeye, interestingly, I don't think he's even on the poster or in the in trailers at all. So I haven't seen it, but he's definitely in it. Yeah, I mean, he broke both of his arms. Right? He <laughs> better be in it. Yeah, um, and then the major death will be in the next, be in next year's movie. Um, I think the major. I think they'll have one major death here because I think there was a scene where Captain America is directly squaring off against Thanos, and I think Thanos is going to kill him. I think we're going to say bye to Nebula. Possibly, because I think she does die, like, eventually in the comics. Mm. Yeah, either her or, well, not, I was going to say Gamora, but no, they have Guardians 3 coming out. And speaking of the Guardians. Well, Guardians, well, the Guardians of the Galaxy always change. They did change their lineup many times, so. Yeah, they It's have. possible. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Guardians, there was a scene with uh, Peter Quill finally meeting Tony Stark. And it's like, snarky douchebag needs snarkier douchebag. <laughs> It's like, oh, I like your plan, except it sucks. <laughs> so let's do my plan so that that way it could be good. Vision's gonna get got. Oh, he's gonna oh absolutely that that soul gem. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But then he turns like human. Yeah, he gets like yeah. a more a human Inform, body. Yeah. yeah. So hmm, maybe maybe there's something maybe there's that, some see, more to and that. That's what I love about Marvel. John Aponic, I hope you're listening. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, with the BV the BVS trailer. We got the whole plot except for Martha. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like we got, they gave us everything. Infinity was, we're see, we had. This is what the third trailer that came out. Uh, second, second, yeah, yeah, second or third trailer. Yeah, and we still don't know what's gonna happen. No, and and this one's actually gonna be the longest Avengers film to date. Yeah, it's gonna be like what three hours? Almost it's like two hours and forty minutes. Three yeah. hours. Yeah. And um and from what I hear, rumors is, is going to be mo- my primarily from Thanos' perspective, from what I hear, and then the fourth one will be from the hero's perspective. There's I'm d- down for it. Yeah, it's oh. gonna, it's gonna kill. It's gonna 
It's gonna beast. It is. It's gonna beast. You get Marvel will make Marvel Studios and slash Disney will make that five hundred million dollars back. Yep. It might it might even gross a billion, much like Black Panther did. Yes. Worldwide. Yes. Boom. That was the weakest high five. Damn. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. Boom. There okay, you go. here's the trick to high fives. Look at my look at my elbow. I didn't miss. Yeah, you never miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. Infinity War. I expect I fully expect to see Death and Destruction. Tears in the eyes of children and uh, other viewers. This freaking evil ways. Go ahead. I want to see these heroes brutally beaten, victimized, and conquered by the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. You're off topic. What? Yeah, we're talking about Marvel. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I mean Thanos. Yeah, Brock Thanos. But yeah. April 27th, man. We're going to have a full-on review. I can't wait for it, man. Between that, Deadpool 2, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Guess Solo? Eh, I'll movie past that. Well, actually, no, wait. I can't movie past that because it's a Disney production. So I can't use movie pass for the first four weeks of a Disney movie. Are you serious? Yeah, because Disney clamped down. Oh. Yeah, so so <laughs> oh, I so hurt. Yeah, so I so I couldn't use my movie pass to see Black Panther a second time. So cuz like the rules are like after 4 weeks, that's when you can use your movie pass for Disney films. Yeah, so that way they can maximize their profits. I see you Disney. So So yeah, I unfortunately will have to pay out of pocket to see Solo so I can review it on the podcast. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? But uh but yeah, Infinity War, man, I can't wait, dude. I mean, yes. This this is this is what we've been waiting for. The 19th Marvel film and I want to see I want to see some death. I want to see some real change, yeah. some 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 real seriousness. And I and I hope I hope Marvel pulls back on the whole bathos thing you don't have to include a bunch of unnecessary jokes to undercut the drama like thor ragnarok no we need it to be serious serious we don't maybe not dark knight serious but serious enough that it has weight and consequences and repercussions well it's not going to be the final chapter of the um infinity war so i mean right like the first part i think i think i think it'll end on a sad note I hope. I hope so. You wonder if they're gonna bring. Wonder if they're gonna bring any like new heroes in. Yeah, like uh, Riri Williams or yeah. Miles Morales. Reed Richards. Oh yeah, Fantastic Four and the X Men. Maybe they could be the next phase of the MCU. Maybe. I heard that actually. Maybe it's. Just, I'm not sure. It's just a rumor I caught. I came across because the internet. You don't know what to believe nowadays. Yeah. But they are like looking to start casting Reed Richards. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Well, the MCU will definitely get it right this time. That's for sure. They will. Yeah. So yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, April twenty seventh, man. And we got some other news here on the comics front. Ava DuVernay, the director of A Wrinkle in Time, she's going to be helming a DCEU film called New Gods. Um, the New Gods, uh, they are based on uh, Jack Kirby's iconic creations. And um, 
the characters live in a realm outside normal space and time called the fourth world, occupying twin planets named New Genesis and Apocalypse, which I believe is the home of uh, Darkseid. Okay. Yep. And uh, while New Genesis is a utopia ruled by the High Father, Apocalypse is a fiery mechanical hellscape ruled, of course, by Darkseid, who has yet to be seen in the DCEU. And uh, the New Gods also features other characters like Orion, Big Barda, Mr. Miracle, which I hear, I hear his uh, comic is really good, Metron, Glorious Godfrey, and many others. Yeah, you know what? Hey, you know, I, I even though like A Wrinkle in Time's gotten mixed reviews at best, to see Ava DuVernay helm a DCEU film, hopefully this will be a not terrible one. Maybe. I mean, she just did Disney. Yep. Let me see. When did they, when did they announce this? Uh, I think they announced it just recently, just last week. The New Gods. Six months and then Disney, Disney will pull it right back. <laughs> or, six months. Or I will say six months until Ava DuVernay decides to quit. <laughs> and then like DC will hire like three more directors and they all quit. And they settle on a, they settle on a, a no-name one to, to get it over with. Uh, your laptop screen is spazzing out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's still, it's still coming in, I guess. Yeah. But hey, you know what? She's. I'm. I'm glad that Ava DuVernay is getting more big budget work. Good for her. Yeah, we we need more black filmmakers, talented black filmmakers at the helm. So yeah, there's that. Uh, speaking of other directors, Danny Boyle, the director of Slumdog Millionaire, he's going to be directing the 25th Bond film. He has officially been confirmed, and the script is currently being written by Train Spotting screenwriter John Hodge, and production for Bond 25 begins at the end of this year. And it's going to be released on November 8th, 2019. And this will be Daniel Craig's fifth and final portrayal of 007. I like this. Danny Boyle is a great director. And, uh, you know, 007, I, I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to see what, he's, what he and Daniel Craig will bring to the table. Spectre wasn't all that, but I loved Skyfall. I think it's the best of the Bond films overall. Really? So who would you say is the best James Bond? That's a good. That's a really good question. Um, it's hard to say. I think it depends on your personal preference. Like, if I if I really had to say the best James Bond in terms of like the charm and the charisma and all that, uh, oh, I would have to say Sean Connery. The I would first. say that too. Yeah, but I did. I like Pierce Brosnan's look. Yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan nailed the character. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he would be my probably my second. Uh, I would say that too. Yeah, Sean Connery was just a legend. Sean Connery is just legendary. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bond twenty five, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll make up for Spectre. Um, and, got an, and we have another director uh, helming a comic book film, Spike Lee. Spike Lee is looking to direct Marvel's Night Watch for Sony Pictures, and uh, Chad Ch- uh, Chio Chio Hodari Coker. The showrunner for Luke Cage, he's in line to write the screenplay for Night Night Watch. However, be, being that this is a Marvel Sony production, this will not be a part of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who are unfamiliar with Night Watch, Night Watch is a relatively obscure '90s Marvel comic, and it first appeared in the in the Web of Spider-Man series. And Night Watch is a character named Doctor Kevin Trench, who uh, witnessed a superhero die in a battle with terrorists, and he rushes over to unmask unmask the hero, and he discovers that the man in the suit was an older version of himself. Mm. So he steals the costume and takes on the identity of Nightwatch. 
And what's interesting is that the Night Watch uh, character uses a, a nanomachine-based cape, which has similar properties to Todd McFarlane's Spawn character, which appeared a year after the debut of Night Watch. So it might be interesting to see what, uh, what, how, how many comparisons between Spawn visual comparisons fans will draw between that and Nightwatch if and yeah, when I'm really looking at honestly out. he actually looks like from what top yeah he looks a lot like wow. Spawn yeah Carl's looking at some Nightwatch pictures and like the the black and red color scheme in the cape he looks almost exactly, exactly. like Spawn honestly I have actually seen Tom McFarlane like po- he posts like his original concept mm-hmm. art for Spawn yeah and it's pretty much just like it oh wow Wow, I mean, cool looking character. Yeah, I'd say. Well, I it really looks exactly like Spawn. Hmm. So I guess depending on which comes first, Todd McFarlane's new Spawn film or this, maybe Marvel or Todd McFarlane have to make some some enough visual changes, I guess. But that's gonna be interesting. You know, they can't sue for copyright infringement technically, but right. but yeah, that'll be interesting. But hey, but yeah, Spike Lee directing potentially directing Nightwatch. I'm looking forward to that if if he can lock in a deal because Spike Lee is one of our great filmmakers and he always makes some interesting stuff. Even even his even his bad films are still interesting enough to to talk about. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Spike Lee can bring to the table in the comic book film realm. Um, also, some other news here. John Favreau, another good director, he will be executive producing and writing a live-action Star Wars TV series. So, John Favreau, uh, who's famously directed Iron Man one and two, uh, his series will be will be part of Disney's upcoming streaming service coming out next year. Because uh, starting next year, Disney will be pulling all of their films from Netflix, Netflix yeah. for their own streaming service. And Disney also recently acquired Hulu as well. Uh, John Favreau also joins Ryan Johnson, who also directed The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson's also directing his own Star... Well, launching his own Star Wars film trilogy. And Game of Thrones showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss will also be launching a Star Wars trilogy of their own. So, yeah, Disney is raking up the talent. So, okay, one thing about John Favreau. He's going to be doing the uh, Lion King, the live-action Lion King movie, correct? Yes. So... Uh, I work with um, one. Of, I work um, one of my clients that I work with. I work one on one with him. Mm-hmm. His favorite movie is The Lion King. Like yeah. I have probably seen The Lion King probably let me see fourteen times in the past two weeks. Wow, that, that's <laughs> that's I love that movie, but that's a lot. It, it is a lot. Like I literally just sit there, like do my work, and just quote it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm just wa- I'm watching the scene. I'm watching like some of those scenes where like. Like when Mufasa appears in the sky, and I'm just like, I would love to see that in CGI. Yeah, that would be beautiful. The, that and then the stampede. Yeah, yo, that would be dope. Yo, and and, and you know what? Even even though, and it's got an interesting cast too. The Lion King remake yeah. with uh, Donald Glover as Simba and Beyonce as Nala. Um, I, I will say recently with the Lion King, I recently on YouTube I watched the uh, opener. The, the Circle of Life opening, mm-hmm. which is, in my view, one of the strongest openings of any Disney film. Yeah. And I don't know what came over me. I teared up. I teared up when Dude, I watched that. Do some push-ups. Yo, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older, but when I watched, when I watched, uh, you know, R- Rafiki, you know, 
bless Simba with the with the coconut juice and the you know the dust, and then the, he raises him up in Pride Rock, and it, and then the music swells to the circle of life. I had a tear in my eye, man. There you go, original concept art for Spawn. Wow, that looks pretty. I will cool, post right? that on our social medias. <laughs> yeah, but yo, I I teared up, man, and it, it just speaks to the power of. The Lion King film and how how much of a classic it is and <clears throat> it. Jesus Christ, Victor! Please tell me you're faking. <laughs> yeah, he's faking. Don't worry. But yo, man, yo, I if I watch that film again, man, I'll probably I'll probably tear up again, man. I did get some bad news about that movie though. Oh what? They're taking out one of the classic songs. Oh, which one? Be prepared. Really? They're taking out Be Prepared because Beyonce, they're going to have Beyonce do an original song. Oh, okay. They could have both. Yeah, it could. The beehive strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it, it was a strong opening. And as a matter of fact, let me ask you a question. What yes, do, you, do you think The Lion King is the best Disney animated film? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. High five that. That was better, man. That, Much thank better. you. Yes. Because certain people I know personally claim that Aladdin is the best Disney animated film. Not at all. Not No, not at all. I, I would put Aladdin as either number two or three. Let me ask you something. Name, other than Robert Williams, name three other cast members. Cast members? Yeah. Oh, that's simple. Gilbert Godfrey. Um... Uh, let me look up a Wikipedia real quick. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Nope. You don't even need to. Yeah. You don't even need to. That that's that's true. Lion King. Everybody knows James Earl Jones. Yep. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons. Mm-hmm. Jason Weaver was Simba's um, singing voice. Matthew Broderick was adult uh, Simba. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like Nathan Lane was Timon. Yep. Like you remember that? You yeah. can't remember that. Uh, Madge Sinclair. Yeah, Sarabi. Yup. Yes. Yeah, man. There you go. And Beauty and the Beast that will be my number two or three. I'm still vacillating between that and, Al- and Aladdin because they're they're definitely in the top five Disney films. You know, it's crazy. Like I've never had any like desire to watch Beauty and the Beast. I do want to watch the live action one. It's on Netflix, and I just see it, but I'm like, eh, watch it later, and yeah. just never cared to watch it. I mean, watch the animated film. The animated feature is is was worth watching. Well, my client actually has it in the room that I work with, him, but he <laughs> never wants to pick it. He picks three movies. Oh wow! Three movies: Snow White, mm-hmm. Lion King, mm-hmm. and Toy Story. The first one. Oh okay. Wow, that's his rotation. Yeah. Dang. He's autistic. <laughs> okay, I understand. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, John Favreau, man. I I like it. He's doing it. He's doing his thing. Um, also speaking of Netflix, uh, former president Barack Obama, he's, uh, the, AKA the people's champ. He's going to be producing original programming for Netflix. Uh, the former POTUS is in talks with Netflix to produce a series of high profile shows with one potential series highlighting inspirational people and stories and another proposed show featuring Obama moderating conversations on various social issues and political issues like health care, climate change, immigration, voting rights, etc. Also, a former First Lady Michelle Obama will also create Netflix original content as well. And uh, additionally, the Obamas have also been approached by Apple and Amazon about content deals. 
and Barack Obama has also also has a standing offer to be Spotify's quote president of playlists. Think they'll get more than five hundred thousand dollars a week? Maybe I'd say like maybe around the same. They ain't getting no damn five hundred thousand dollars. Netflix could Netflix afford it. Netflix will pay. Netflix will pay for some Barack Obama. Yeah, they'll pay them. Concept. They'll pay them more than Monique. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and watch Monique complain about that. She will. Yeah. Have, speaking of that, have you seen her interview with uh, on Breakfast Club? With I did. That was awkward. It, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I think. I think. Like, I could see why Monique was blackballed in the industry because she's like her own worst enemy. Uh, from what I've heard, yeah. And there's been a lot of people who have complained about it. Uh, she's just difficult to work with. Yeah. Yeah, and like how, so, yep. Like I see her point. Like she should. I think she should have asked for more because she is a legend in her own right. But in her own right, but like a lot of it is like, what have you done for me lately? That is true. Yeah, it's like Dave Chappelle can sell out anywhere. Can sell out anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. So can Chris Rock, and they're still doing their thing now. Yeah, Monique hasn't did a stand up tour in like forever. Yeah. I can't even remember. The last movie I remember Monique was in was Precious. Yep. And that was what, like 10 years ago? Almost. Yeah, yeah 2009. So. Dang. Time goes by quick. It sure does. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, original programming from Barry O. And uh, speaking of which, you can actually catch his uh, interview with uh, David Letterman on David Letterman's Netflix show, which was actually pretty cool. I know David Letterman couldn't stay retired. Yeah. He does like a monthly show. So he has like three so far. Oh, shit, why not? Yeah. And uh, lastly, we got a couple of wrestling headlines here. Uh, uh, some One in which that I strongly object to for various reasons. As you noted, as you noted on our last ep- episode. Yep. Uh, Daniel Bryan has officially been cleared to wrestle again. So WWE, of, WWE officially announced today that Daniel Bryan has been cleared to return to the ring. It was stated that he was medically cleared by neurologists and concussion experts, including WWE's own medical director, Dr. Joseph Maroon. Uh, Brian's last match was in June of 2015 when he suffered, surprise, surprise, a concussion. And so he retired the following April after an EEG test revealed slowing of brain activity, as well as a small uh, subacute lesion in an area of his brain that causes seizures. Uh, w, uh, Brian has also stated stated that he would wrestle again elsewhere when his WWE contract expires in September if he were healthy and WWE would not clear him. Um, current speculation has sees Brian teaming up with Shane McMahon to face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a tag team match at WrestleMania 34, but nothing has been confirmed yet. I don't like this. I don't either. I'm very nervous about it. I don't want another Chris Benoit situation. I really don't. Me neither. Me neither. And like, I think with a with a person who has suffered as much concussions as he has, it's irresponsible for him to even want to step back in the ring, into the it, ring. It is not to mention he hasn't wrestled in two years. Mm. Yeah. So like the whole and if he takes even a even a basic bump wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's gonna a be wrap. It's yeah. a wrap. But I will say this though, with this news that has just surfaced today. SmackDown's gonna be fire tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With D- Daniel Bryan. Oh, he's the... guaranteed he's opening the show. Yep. That I bet you he's gonna get the probably the biggest the pop of big, the year. Yeah. 
Yeah. More so than uh more so than uh, you know certain guys. Roman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Leave the guy alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak we'll we'll get into Raw uh before before we wrap up the well after we ha- wrap up the headlines real quick. Um almost done. So <laughs> but uh but yeah with Daniel Bryan, I hope I really hope that um I wish him all, all the best. I hope that he does have a healthy return to the ring. And, you know, if he does get another concussion, then I hope it's an automatic wrap. I hope they have it somewhere in this contract where if he gets even just one more injury, it's a wrap automatically. You don't get – that's it. Because WWE does not need nah, the bad don't. press. No, nah, they don't. Yeah. and uh, But we do have some good news, though, for uh, for the WWE fans. Mark Henry – has officially been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, the world's strongest man slash sexual chocolate. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Well deserved, though. Yeah, sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, Mark Henry, man, twenty-two years in the game. Hey, like I said, it's well deserved. My thing is with this one now is like during his speech, he puts it out there. To induct Owen into the Hall of Fame, yeah, he's been a strong advocate for that for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, there was actually one raw like years ago where um, somebody just had to sign Owen Hart for WWE Hall of Fame, and he just grabbed it and just like walked around with it, mm. walked around the arena with it. Oh wow, no, that's what's up. So that's what I want out of that one. Yeah, man, absolutely. Because you know Owen Hart should have been inducted. Yeah, but it's his wife. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can understand her bitterness, but at the same time, it's like, yo, just rec- it's recognition of his. Like, yeah, his t- it's t- like t- it's just letting you know we appreciate we appreciated Owen. Yeah, absolutely. Like so. still to this day, like I have not heard not one bad story about Owen Hart, nah. except for a prank where somebody wanted to whoop his ass because of a prank. But yeah, <laughs> but you you sit back and laugh at. As a matter of fact, I actually heard a, um. There's actually a video, a YouTube video, where um. There was there was a wrestling event that was going on, and there was a comedian who was just roasting people, and he said and he said a joke about Owen Hart, mm-hmm. and Scott Hall was there, and you know back when Scott Hall was like not sober, mm-hmm. and Scott Hall was ready to kill the guy. Wow, and it was all on video. Dang, yeah, I can I, I can understand that yeah. drunkenness or not. Yeah, there's like not, not one bad thing bad about that can you can say bad about Owen Hart. True. And like if if he were still alive today, he would have been a former WWE World Champion. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah he was on his way. Yeah, man. So yeah, uh, Mark Henry, world's strongest man, uh, former World Heavyweight Champion too. And, and one bit of news that we probably should have touched on. Well, we would have probably would have touched on last week, but you know, Rhode Island weather sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the women's um. Battle Royal WrestleMania Battle Royal. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, apparently, I should um, laugh at this. Yeah, apparently, uh, WWE uh, they did announce on Raw that um, they would have a women's battle royal named the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal, but due to immediate outcry amongst fans and rightfully so, WWE quickly changed the name. Oh, to- they did damage control. Yep, they did damage control all the way, and they changed it from the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal to the generic name of the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. And I and so that Fabulous Moolah trophy that they had made, that they made, is going to be sitting in the warehouse, never to see the light of day. 
I was gonna suggest that they already melt. They had already like melted it <laughs> in should. hopes to like mold a new one. Probably name after Sensational Sherry. Yeah, the or the or the Sensational the or the Sherry Invitational or Sensational Invitational. I heard that. I heard. I heard that was a a cool name that some fan came up with. I really? For, yeah, I forgot. It was either on a YouTube or like a or a wrestling Reddit. Yeah, but I think they would have to like get you would have to like um get a hold of a family just to like just yeah. to just to use the name alone. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think she was on good terms with WWE. So. Yeah, she was in the Hall of Fame and yeah. then died like a couple months later, which was sad. Yeah, very sad. But um but yeah, like I would say the sensational invitational or the Luna Vashon Memorial. I think Luna Vashon is very un- underrated too. Oh yeah. And you know what? Probably one of the nicest, like, you know, like if you go onto my social media and stuff, you see I met like tons of wrestlers at one period of time. Yep. And Luna was probably one of the nicest ones like ever. Mm-hmm. Like she hugged the shit out of me when I met <laughs> her. But Yo. Yeah, she was like she was like such a sweetheart. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. And her voice isn't really like that, by the way. Yeah. I it wasn't really like that. Like it was a bit raspy, like older middle aged woman raspy, but mm. like, but not like, still like feminine. not like death metal. No, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't that deep. <laughs> oh, and and speaking of which, real quick, as a quick aside, like with Luna Vachon, if you go on YouTube and type in like Luna Vachon promo against like Sensational Sherry, like 1992, I think it was like SummerSlam. Yeah, like she cut the most metal promo against Sensational Sherry with the full on Luna Vachon voice and everything. Like my throat hurt watching her cut that promo. Oh, yeah, she Luna was scary. She was. Yo, this just go on YouTube, type in Luna Vachon Metal promo or Luna Vachon Metal, and that promo will pop up. It's something to see. But, so it's just a promo and she just they just put like death metal music behind it? No, it's just like <laughs> metal in the sense that like she was like the full on deep throat, like raspy voice, like cutting oh. it like like a death metal singer. It's like oh. wow. It's like, man, how do you not damage your voice every single time? But yes, Eddie, we will talk. But we were talking about this. You, we must talk about Monday Night Raw last uh, night, Jesus. specifically the cancel the, the rest of ultimate deletion. Yes, the match of 2018. Forget Andrade Cien Almas versus Gargano. Five star garbage. No, we're talking about 15 stars right here. The ultimate deletion. Yes, with Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy at the Hardy Compound. Which closed off last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. If this this match was so good that Michael Cole had to issue an apology to the viewers beforehand. He when he said that we apologize for what you're about to see. Michael Cole was apologizing because he was apologizing because, you know, for what we were about to see on free television. This was clearly a WrestleMania 34 caliber match. Forget <laughs> for, forget Lesnar, forget Lesnar and Reigns, forget AJ and Nakamura, forget Undertaker Cena. This was a WrestleMania caliber main event and I for one was blown away. The work rate, the 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 the, the ability between both men, the the, the the in-ring this they they put on a clinic all around the Hardy compound. Yes, they did. So, you mean to tell me that you actually enjoyed the mower of lawns <laughs> versus the, <laughs> the chair of wheels? wheels? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. And because you know, because it was it, it, it because it was basically like the spiritual successor to the final no yeah the final deletion from TNA between Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, which was which took place at the very same compound. And that it's, was it's Matt Hardy's house. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
it, and it and that was actually, if you can believe it, even sillier than what we got last night. It was fun though. So I would say that the the TNA match was was fun was more fun to watch. But I enjoyed <laughs> Ultimate Deletion because I knew what it was. I, <laughs> I want that Matt Hardy money though. He got yeah. a giraffe. He has an actual giraffe. You didn't see him like hugged up in a giraffe, feeding the giraffe carrots. I thought that was just like a promo. That no, he owns a giraffe. <laughs> what? Yo, that makes him even Hall of Fame worthy right there. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like my only status was my only Facebook status for the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare group was feeling confused. Mm-hmm. Hashtag ultimate deletion. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want those 20 minutes of my life back. <laughs> I mean, uh, ultimate deletion. It's one of those. It's one of those, it's one of those things that makes pro wrestling so fun to watch because it's the I only, hope it was supposed to be bad. It's 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 silly. It's silly fun. I, like yeah. it's 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 only in professional wrestling could that work. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Sharknado of the WWE. Yeah, I mean this. I mean this match was what the House of Horrors match wanted to be, <laughs> and failed miserably. Well, at least the House of Horrors had great cinematography. <laughs> yeah, it did and. <laughs> Even though it was basically a, a trap house located somewhere else, <laughs> well, maybe not a trap house. Uh, but. Th- no, it was abandoned because the house was already like for sale. Oh wow! Yeah. So they just like rented the house for the night and like, hey, can we destroy this? Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, ultimate deletion. It's one of those things that has to be seen to be believed. Shout like, out to Nick Thomas. Yeah, he said Randy Orton was somewhere watching that, crying tears of joy. <laughs> I bet he was. Like. It, it's it has to be seen to be believed. Like it's so stupid, it's brilliant. No pun intended. Broken brilliance. Hashtag. Um, there was a movie that you claimed. That, oh, well, I compared it to Pooty. That was the Pooty Tanga wrestling. Yes. So bad that you just enjoyed it. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison. The Pooty Tang of wrestling matches. Yeah. So, the Great War. Has seemingly concluded. I haven't seen nothing that weird since Mulholland Drive. <laughs> oh man, I mean, we did see Vanguard One, the drone, Senor Benjamin, and we did see the return of Brother Nero for like a quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Yeah, I didn't think they was gonna let him come because of the whole DOI thing that you got. Yeah, that's true, but um, I don't know, man, but. Ultimate deletion. I think I think when we look back at, at twenty eighteen, we gotta put that as like it's gotta be in your top. It's gonna be a slammy award, but it's just yeah. probably like a good laugh or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean this is the House of Horrors match we deserved. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that was it. Oh, and also on Raw, uh, Roman Reigns cut a terrible promo. But anyway, let's talk about uh, Jessica Jones, yep. our main topic, season, season two. Yes, yeah, season two. So if you have not watched season two of Jessica Jones, which made its debut a week and a half ago on Netflix, please do so uh, because it's a, it's it's an awesome sit. Uh, Thirteen episodes. Um, Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter back again, and uh, the saddle as your favorite alcoholic, the private eye. Uh, this uh, this one takes place uh, after the events of the first season with the death of Kilgrave. 
and it deals with uh, Jessica Jones dealing with some with some uh, deep rooted trauma, not only from the events of season one, but also so, also her family past as well. And she's uh, investigating the mysterious IGH organization, which which gave her her powers. And uh, from there, the stakes get the stakes get more realer, more personal, and more serious. Now, my thing is: is it is it before or after Defenders? I kept thinking it was after the Defenders. That's what I was thinking too, because like yeah. now, like word got around that there's superheroes amongst us. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and plus they did reference uh, Captain America, like Civil War and the Raft specifically. Yeah, which we'll get into. So, uh, spoiler warning. Yes. Yeah, so, we're about to spoil the shit out of this. Yes, yeah, spoiler warning all throughout the shop. So we're going to be getting into Jessica Jones, our detailed thoughts of season two. So, as so we'll begin with you, Carl. What did you think of this season? Initial thoughts: I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I got real. I got very into it. I will say though, I think that season one was slightly better mm-hmm. because of the fact that Kilgrave was just a probably the. He, I still say he was the best mm-hmm. villain of the Marvel Netflix series. Yeah. Like Kilgrave was yeah. scary. Yeah, he was. I agree. Like Kilgrave, and then Wilson Fisk has like a close second. Yeah. What about Diamondback though? <laughs> I wouldn't even put nah. I I wouldn't even put. I'd probably say he's like. I guess number four. Like, yeah. Kind of have to. Well, yeah. Above above anybody in Iron Fist, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I like my my top three would be um, Kilgrave, Fisk, and Cottonmouth. Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll roll with that. Yeah, but um. But yeah, like he, she discovers that her mother's still alive, mm-hmm. you know, and she's actually like much more stronger than he is. Same po- same powers, but then she's much more stronger mm-hmm. and much more like, well, not much more, but she's just flat out crazy. Yeah, deadly temper. Yeah, deadly temper, definitely. So, um, yeah. she definitely does like go out to make her peace. I wouldn't even make a peace or try to like get her, get her answers. Yeah. Much more in um, Battle That Demon. So, I mean, it's definitely good to, like, it's a good origin story. Mm-hmm. Like, an origin story that we never really got with the first season. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like, because um, with the first season, it, it dealt with, it was all about, like, uh, Jessica's uh, trauma with Kilgrave. Kilgrave, yeah. So, it pieced, it put together, like, um, it put together missing pieces. Yeah. That we didn't get from the first season. Yep. Like yeah. certain like certain aspects of like how she got the name for alias mm-hmm. investigations, uh the like the little things like the leather jacket, mm-hmm. um, how she got her powers. Yep. Cause I mean we got we eventually we got that in Daredevil, we got that in Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um Punisher definitely. Um Iron Fist, we got an explanation for it. Yep. So I mean, but we never had that for Jessica Jones. Mm, that's true. So it's like we finally got those answers. Yep. Yeah, and and what answers they they were definitely. For sure. And uh, um, by the way, uh, welcome Jennifer Green to the show. Hey, babe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. We we definitely got some sh- some some strong answers. Like what I really liked about this season two, it was that there was no clear cut villain, unlike season one with Kilgrave. Right. This one, like even even the even the characters that were. F- that were rightly could rightly be called villains or evil. 
they had enough like moral shades of gray to them. Like yeah. you can kind of you do feel sympathy towards them for what they're going through. Like for example, um, the biggest example being Alyssa Jones, mm-hmm. who's Jessica's mother. And you see, like, how she lost her her husband and her son in that fiery car crash. And she was burnt up head to toe. And she recovered through the gene therapy. So that's why her face, her appearance alt was changed. So that's why Jessica didn't didn't know who she was when she first met her. And seeing her strength, like, uh, Janet McTeer, who plays Alyssa Jones, like, yo, her performance was scary. Because, like, just, like, just, like, even when she, like, started to, like, get her anger was starting to build like you just felt like you just needed to like get up and like back up in your seat because like she tore literally tore people apart especially that one dude who was working for price chang who was snooping around jessica's office yeah tore him up in that in that oh my god that was brutal (sighs) brutal i mean it was like a dog like ripping apart like a piece of meat to shreds yeah and like her temper was just like s- scary. Yeah, it was. I it was completely out of control. Yeah, and like she was like a a rabid dog that always had to be muzzled, always had to be like on a leash. And Definitely. and I was and it was really interesting to see like her dynamic with with Jessica because like Jessica, you could see why Jessica is the way she is to a to an extent where where uh, Jessica. Like she, there, like she, she came close to living a normal life, like with her boyfriend Sterling, yeah, who was trying to come up with money for a club of his. That's where the alias came from, and you know they did some dirt. Like she stole a leather jacket from a store, but you know, unbeknownst to Jessica, like Alyssa was the one who killed her boyfriend, and she didn't know it. Right, like just straight pulp. pulp yeah, pulp. just bang, yeah, yeah. beam to a pulp against a brick wall. Yeah. And to be fair, like he was, you know, he was sounded like he was trying to pimp her out to those dudes. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we never even like. Hey, did Jessica actually like believe that? Mm, That's that Sterling was going to do that. Yeah, like I read that scene, like like maybe like he kind of said that to get them off his back, and then like he would tell Jessica after the fact, and maybe they could come up with a plan to like beat them once and for all. Right. But it never got there. And yes, it is a spoiler segment, Kyle. Yep. yep. And uh, and also and also too, seeing uh, Alyssa's relationship with that doctor, uh, Doctor Carl Malice. I'll get into that in my Easter egg soon. Yeah, Carl Malice. Like at first, I expected Carl Malice to be like a, another Kilgrave, like all, one with like instant mind control. Yeah. But no, it turns out that like even though like his relationship is really creepy and like criminal, straight up <laughs> criminal and off putting, I thought that like. I still felt a little sorry for him as well, and, and I only because like he was so devoted to like his experiments, yeah. like cre- creating superpowered beings or heroes, and he also fell in love in his own way with Alyssa, and Alyssa fell in love with him. So like it was like a really twisted Stockholm syndrome relationship slash one with a genuine that turned with into a genuine, genuine love. Yeah, it was. It was kind of icky, but it was like, I understand it, but I don't like this, but I want to watch more. (laughs) Yeah. And you didn't want to watch it. Well, wait, 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 hold on. I didn't want to watch the show. Hold on. Now, to be fair, like, I wanted to watch the show, but like, I was caught up with some other, other things, you know, doing some other, other interests, you know, and like, so I kind of had to binge watch the show. So it kind of felt like a job watching episode after episode, but I still enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, 
It, it just felt like more of a job because I had to binge watch like like at the last minute. That's all. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but I like by the time you started, I was done. Yeah, <laughs> which much. is the first. Yeah, with Vic, he would binge watch like he would knock out a show in like two days, and he's like, "What are you guys waiting for?" I'm like, "What the fuck do you have time to do this shit?" Well, you know, you know, other 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 you know stuff pops up, you know, other mm-hmm. fun stuff, you know, but uh, but but yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, like their relationship was really creepy, and I thought that was real interesting. Yeah, and there was one thing because did we actually ever review go to a full review of season one? Uh, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, with the when uh when the Arison Vilno, Arison Maurice were were uh were were co-hosts, you know those 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 them two. <laughs> I was saying, do we actually? But um, there was actually one a couple of things that I like I had to look up that yeah. I, because I was always curious to like where Malcolm where the Mal- Malcolm's character came from. Mm-hmm. Well, it was actually Malcolm. His name was Malcolm Dacas. Yeah. In um in the show played by Darville. Yep. He um his character was based on the character Malcolm Powder. Okay, Malcolm Powder was actually a high school student who was just a fan of Jessica Jones's. Okay. And she he he actually like broke into her house and started answering her answering her phones mm-hmm. and just kept saying and you know Jessica kept kicking him out and he just kept coming back like I just want to work with you. I want to work for you. I want to work for you. Mm-hmm. Eventually she actually gave in and he became um yeah. Jessica's secretary. Okay. Yep. Where in this, sh- where in the show, he uh, he became an assistant. Mm-hmm. No associate. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be te- you got to be technical with the terms now when yeah. it comes to work titles. Associate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks better on the resume. Exactly. And then there was another one too that I actually ended up learning. Um, that Jerry Hogarth, played by Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. In the comics, it was actually a man. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually a male character. Um. Who was friends with Randall Wendell Rand, which is Iron Fist's father, and mm-hmm. he actually ends up becoming an attorney for the Heroes of Hire, which were Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. No word. Yeah, that's no, that's that's pretty interesting. I wonder if they're gonna continue that in the in the Netflix series somehow. In a way, they're all connected, so Yeah. And uh but another another character too in, in this season. What what did you think of uh uh Trish? Trish Walker. You've seen some more developments in her, in her story as well. Like there was some plot holes from the first season and defenders that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. That now a lot of them just came up. Like I, maybe it was mentioned in the first season, but I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't know that she was like an addict. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was either implied or outright stated that she did have a past with yeah. addiction. But this time they actually like showed it. Yeah, cause like, cause like she was, cause her mom was like pushing her to be like this pop star when she, she was, was a kid. Yeah, her mom was Joe Jackson. Her. Yeah, Joe Jackson and her, and like and she, still continue to Joe Jackson her as any chance that she got. Yep, even pimped her out to that uh, skeevy director who oh, had some yeah. had some clues that said that she needed. Yeah, and uh, so that kind of that kind of reminded me of the whole like Me Too movement, which is very on and popping nowadays. Yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, it's funny how they did incorporate that. Yeah, with the. He's like, oh, you were 16, but you wanted it. I'm like, oh, guy, oh, man, you should be in prison, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Trish, though, she had a really interesting arc. Like, like, like there was a the flashback episode which explored, like, her friendship with uh, Jessica when they were teens. Yeah. And, like, she was just boozing it up, like, pill-popping it up pretty as, much. Uh, as, uh, as, like, a... Sp- 
spoiled uh rich i guess yeah like a, a how like how some child actors end up yeah todd bridges todd bridges danny bonaducci the Corys, i believe was was on that stuff strong mm. Corys? like Corey Haim and um Corey oh. feldman oh yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, a lot of them went through that stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, Hollywood will chew you up, spit you out. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you saw her going through her demons, and like, and that also kind of explained how she was quick to inhale that enhance that that super inhaler that Simpson had. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just gonna, you don't even know what's in it. <laughs> but he, she saw what it could do. Yeah. And it and it also just shows it's like yo, Pat, like um, Trish. I almost called her Patsy, but (laughs) she's like always, she was like envious of Jessica because she had that. She had those powers and she's like, like she always wanted it, Mm -hmm. but obviously she couldn't get it. It was like the one thing of Jessica, like she already had everything, Yeah, but it's like, she didn't have that. Yeah. Was what she always wanted. And Jessica was like, yo, this shit ain't even worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, and Jessica even had a taste of the superhero life and willingly walked away from it. Yeah. Yeah, and and Trish like, and plus like combining with her her eagerness to like help people and do the right thing, like she's like, she's like, yeah, I'll I'll take this superhero inhaler thing, and like she gets and she gets some some super strength and some speed, and like it's killing her though, and like she just looks wasted and terrible, and then like there's that part where she's shaking the inhaler and there's no there's nothing left. left, and she's just like oh like, yeah, like she went into like a quick panic, you know? yep. And like, uh, and and she was actually on that stuff when she quit her show on the air. Yeah, she was like, "This is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. This doesn't even matter." Almost had a job and ruined it, but like, she ran out of the stuff at the same time. It, you know what? It reminded me of. You ever see that movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper? I haven't seen that. Really? I got it on. I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. Let you use it. Yeah. Her, is it good? I love the movie. Oh, nice. I bought it on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I heard. I heard that was pretty good. I haven't. It was. See it. it was. Yeah. So it was like that was that's like a similar thing where like, Yeah, because like what it was is like he had the pill, I'm forgetting the name of the pill, but what the pill does is just like enhances like your senses and just enhances everything around you where mm-hmm. you like you perform better, you think better, like every, like everything about you just gets better. Mm-hmm. And um but you had to like rely on the pill. You had to like do, you had to um like basically ingest it like every day mm-hmm. in order just to be that same person. And then when you're when you're out of it and you relapse, it has some like horrible consequences. Oh, like horrible side effects. Side effects, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, okay, I can see that. And like, I didn't know this until um, until I until I finished watching until I read the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. of Jessica Jones. Uh, I didn't know that Trish Walker was actually uh, the character Hellcat, Hellcat. Yeah. In the comics, I'll get to that. In this, I'll get to that in the. Yeah. Um, yeah. You actually see. Yeah. You actually see like. We're gonna get a taste of that mm-hmm. within the next, um, probably next season of Jessica Jones, or maybe something. Or maybe she'll probably end up in. I, I doubt Luke Cage season two, mm-hmm. which I can't wait for. But yeah. um, yeah, whatever's next for the Marvel Netflix series. Yeah. Mm. And and I think it's gonna be real interesting to see how Trish and Jessica handle their, well, former friendship because like at the very end when um. When uh, Jessica and Alyssa are on the run and they have that heart to heart on the on the Ferris wheel, yeah, and right in the middle of like Alyssa, like you know, you know, pouring out her emotions, pop, bam, headshot, 
And Trish was the one that did Clean headshot, by the way. Oh, yeah. And my thing, and I was just like, that was like my kind of beef. And I had the same beef. I had the same beef with the first season. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Kilgrave would just, he just snapped the neck and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, I need, I felt like we was built up mm-hmm. to like something, you know, I'm like, yo, if she's going to go out, she, they got to go out big. Yeah. And just. Yep. <laughs> nothing. Like, I'm like, that's it. Like I wanted like a Scarface like death for her. <laughs> Yeah, I th- I thought I thought that I thought Alyssa's death. I thought that was actually handled right. You thought so? I thought so because like as because like she was just such a rabid dog that like I agreed with with her dying because like she had to be put. Yeah, down she had to be put. Oh, yeller. Yeah, because she was a danger to herself and others. Like there's right. no like complete redemption for her, yeah. and Jessica Jones was too close to her to see. He's that. actually with Doctor Carl, like dying, you know, killing himself. Yep. Who was who was going to be left to save her? Because yeah. eventually, you know the um, the syringe that she that um, they used, yeah, to like calm her down, it would eventually run out. Mm-hmm. So it's like what what was left? Like what was left? It would eventually run out. So she would like she had she had to be put down. Yeah, and um, and and I, and I can kind of understand uh, Jessica's anger, even though I felt that she was too close to the situation to see it clearly. That like um the that detective uh Eddie Costa mm-hmm. she even I mean, he even told Trish like he always said like, oh we got to do something when in regards to her mom uh Jessica's mom and and Eddie's like well you know we we all we all have we all only have one mother yeah you know even if they're even if they're crazy so so uh so even though Trish even though she in my view she made she did she did the right thing by she capping did. her in in a sense it wasn't her call it wasn't her right to make that call right because you know you, you, you jessica you, was still you getting those she was still getting those answers that she needed she's yeah. still like she was whether like Alyssa Alyssa was gonna die or not mm-hmm. that void that jessica was missing was actually being fulfilled mm-hmm. and trish took that away from her yeah so like she was the one who stepped in and was like oh i know more about this than you. I can handle this better than you can. Yeah. And I was presumptuous. Yeah. You know what you know what character actually stepped up to? Malcolm. He did. Yeah, he he definitely asserted asserted himself too. He was like cuz he was getting tired of being, you know, used by or taken for granted by Jessica. Yeah, and he was like he was actually gaining some value and it's like Jessica just didn't quite see it yet. Yeah, like she wasn't really giving him his due props. Exactly. Yeah. And so like when he said that, you know what? I quit. And then I was like Good for you, man. Although I, I'm intrigued. But, yeah, but do you know what? They were just they work so well together. Yeah, they do. Even though they always butt heads, they always get the job done. Exactly. Yeah. So that kind of puts him in an interesting position because he's gonna be he's working with uh, Price Chang, right? Who are both working for Jerry Hogarth, Hogarth. right? Hmm. That's gonna be interesting. Maybe like maybe them maybe they'll get dirt. Uh, working to get dirt on Jessica Jones, and yeah, they probably turn yeah turn into rivals. Maybe or just, yeah. it, it's interesting where that can, where that can go. Yeah, and and speaking of uh, of of Chang, I gotta say he's a terrible private investigator. He was awful. <laughs> yeah, like dude, you have your own business, and yet you're getting your ass handed to you all the time. <laughs> I, I don't get it, man. He's kind of jacked too, and I'm just like, damn, you getting? I'm like, damn, you a bitch. Yeah, he's like the cross. He's like the crossbones of the Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just he's like a cool looking character who just got his ass beat. He was just a waste. 
Yeah, just like muscles for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I thought that like, oh man, maybe he does have superpowers. Nope. No, he's just getting ragdolled. Nope. And <laughs> lo and behold, he definitely did. Yeah. And then that one part where he's trying to kill Alyssa from across the street in, in Jessica's office, missing those shots, and then like Alyssa sees him, he's like, oh shit. Shit, like, yeah. Like, instant rage just happened to her. Like, that was just another moment of like, damn, this bitch really needs to get put down. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I was like, she really needs to get put down. Yeah. Like, like if she kept living, there would be no happy ending. None. At all. None. Whatsoever. None whatsoever. Trish would have got got. Trish's mama would have got got. Malcolm would have got got somehow, some way. And I don't even think they even crossed paths. No, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And she damn near broke his shoulder. And he, all she did was push him. Yeah. Just like a, a, a love tap. Yeah. And you know, and good for Malcolm too. Yeah. What? Malcolm and Trish. You know, I didn't see that coming. I was like, you know, I was like, wait, what? What? I I, I didn't see that coming either. I think maybe it's like from like one former addict to a, another addict. I think maybe that was their connection. But like, I thought that came out of left field. It it did, and I was like, you know what? Good for him. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't fully buy their. I think their connection, like oh, because they're both addicts. I think that's. that's and they were both on that stuff for the moment too. Yeah, that was true. So I, I think maybe they were both vulnerable. But then uh, yeah, exactly because yeah. remember like that um do Griffin, she um Trish called it off with Griffin. Yeah, that which I don't think she needs to do that. Nah, she could she couldn't she couldn't get married right now. Yeah, she's got way too much going on, especially dealing with Jessica and stuff. Where mm-hmm. she still, she she still has that connection where she still feels the need to help Jessica. Mm-hmm. So it's like she still has too much on her plate to like really be committed into a marriage. Yeah, especially for someone like like Griffin, who was like very much like a, a yeah. Do-go-er. That would literally just only like it would, trust me, it would... Griffin. She saved you. Yeah, yeah. So. And also too, like I got. What about the story with uh, Jerry Hogarth's character dealing with that ALS? That ALS and uh, <laughs> I love how she referenced the freaking ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah, she did. Those were, those were fun. Those were fun. But... I did two of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why why people were kind of a little salty about that, but you know, they, they were what they were. It was fun. Yeah, I yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious because like when they dunked water in the face, everybody's reactions to it. It was just they were funny videos to watch. Yeah, and although I think uh, the one the funniest one was Fifty Cent's Ice Bucket Challenge. I didn't see. I didn't see his. Well, his, well, his was more like, more to Floyd Mayweather. If you can read one page of a Harry Potter book, <laughs> I'll donate uh ten thousand to your favorite charity. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he ever. I wonder if he ever answered it. But anyway. Um, with Jerry Hogarth, because he met, because like she was like uh, harboring that that nurse, that former nurse in yeah. Inez, you know, I know, who yeah. was who was injured by Alyssa in, when in the in the lab. Yeah, those years ago. Yeah, all those years ago, and she was homeless, and then like she was like a key player in the story. So Malcolm took her. Malcolm helped escorted her to Jerry Hogarth's, and yo, I hated Inez. I, I I I hated her manipulative attitude. I hated her face. I hated. <laughs> I just hated her personality. But you know what? But she was being manipulated too. Yes, she was by um, Shane, who was the quote unquote healer. Yep. Con man. So she was manipulated by him. Yep. So then Jerry 
props to Jerry on this one. She's like, yo, she exposed the truth to Inez. To Inez. Yep. So Inez went in there, shot her, and he's like, I like the part of reporter uh, shooting. Yep. And so I'm like, all right, well, the con man dies, mm-hmm. and you go to jail. Pretty much, yeah. and 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 this and this was after she came home and found like most of her stuff stolen. Yeah, and oh, she was getting that revenge. Oh, yeah, her her revenge game is proper. It is like, and then like the just just the way that she so effortlessly conned Inez into like, yo, this dude, he's 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 doing he does this to all all the other women, and uh, you know she's you you're not his one and only, and all this guy getting right inside her head. Yeah, like manipul a, a master manipulator manipulating uh. Another yeah, that's dude. why she was like one of the best lawyers in New York. Yeah. Yeah, it's like just when in the, you, in the Marvel universe. Yeah, in the yeah in the Marvel universe, like just when you just like it's like Roddy Piper's uh, quote: "Just when you think when that you have the answers, answers I change the, the questions. questions." Yep. So I was like, "Yes, yes, Jerry, get it." So like, I, I like the fact that you know, um, even even though you know she she has that she has that, a terminal disease that she's still r- rising above, you know, doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and and, and you know what? I, I gotta say, shame on those lawyers for trying to oust her from the firm because of that. And guess who came through and delivered? <laughs> Malcolm. Yup, he had dirt on uh, on her partners. Like one was a uh, closeted. Yeah. Who had a family of his own, and and Lisa had some dirt on her. Yeah, again. Um. Oh yeah. Um. Getting drug money. Yep. Laundering drug money. Drug money. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, using that as leverage, she gets to start her own firm. So hopefully, we'll, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll see uh, Foggy Nelson come back and join her. You know, I it enjoys me whenever I see like them all come together. Yeah, like, it's, like and there's only one person who's been in every single one of them. Turk. Turk, Turk Barrett. <laughs> Yo, oh yo, I was because you know, you know what? it was funny because I was as I was watching the Jessica Jones, I was like. I was, I kept thinking to myself, there's one character I'm missing that I see in all these all these shows. Who is it? And then I see Turk Barrett. I'm like, that's there it. it is. Yo, Turk Barrett, like everyone's favorite, you know, low level, low level thief slash dealer slash your your local neighborhood hookup. A, yeah, your local man's in them. He's got you. <laughs> yo, Rob Rob Morgan, man. Yo, he's 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 a good actor. I, I, I like seeing him. You know, but I think I I gotta see. You gotta recommend something for me that. That uh, he's in, a uh, Mudbound. He's in Mudbound. Yeah, he plays uh, one of the main characters. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. I did want to see. I did want to see that after your review, and I just haven't had a chance to because I go to sleep to the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, he he was it was it was cool seeing him again, and uh, and I was I was also I also liked uh, the character of Oscar uh, Oscar Orocho, the the new landlord. No, what do you think of him as an actor? I thought it was. I thought it was totally. It was fine. He was in a Tyler Perry show. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was in House of Pain. Oh wow! I used to like. I used to like watching House of Pain. Like if I catch it, I'll still like watch it and enjoy it. Cause mm. it, it just get it brings me back back to that old feel of nineties um, family sitcoms. Yeah. Mm. That like was missing out of TV for a long period of time. Oh yeah, true. Although you can just watch reruns of Martin. And I mean, you definitely old. can, but it, it was just something different. Yeah. Even though it's Tyler Perry, so you know it's trash. But yeah, yeah, that's just but, your uh, hatred. But but I liked I liked his character Oscar because he was a guy who was kind of who was pretty much a dick, prejudiced against Jessica Jones because of her superpowers. Yeah. 
and you know a super prejudice against supers get it but uh <laughs> but then yeah he had that change yeah he had that change of heart through his son Vito. it's a good joke yeah oh yeah Vito. he he was very much a captain america fan into superheroes and all that yeah and um and uh, and a nice easter egg too i don't know if that's among yours but that painting he did the painting they did of Jessica, yeah. Jessica Jones, is actually um, a, a replica of one of the uh, style of paintings on the covers that you see on the Jessica Jones graphic novels. Oh, really? And trade paperbacks. I was checking to see if it, yeah. you had it. Yeah, like the visual style. I think it's um, from, I think it's David Mack who does the paintings. Okay. I could get it, I could get the name wrong. I might have to look. But um, but the paintings, that the painting that he did of Jessica Jones was in the style of the covers from the oh, trades. okay. So I, was, I thought, hey, that was that was a pretty good touch. No, it definitely wasn't in my Easter eggs. Um, yeah. Uh, anything you want to get into before I get into Easter uh, eggs? Uh, yeah, it was uh, David Mack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see another thing, uh, real quick. Just, just trying to think of some other things. Oh, a uh, uh, fun fa- fun fact: uh, each each of the thirteen episodes were directed by women. That I noticed. Yeah. I did notice that. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool touch. Yeah, David Mack is incredible. Great Daredevil stuff. Yeah. Did John Aponic just give a compliment to Marvel? Well, in in John's in, well, for John, he likes the Marvel comics uh, more so than the movies. Yeah. Okay. Although with the Marvel, I would say I I don't know if it's just me, but with Marvel, I find it harder to find interesting Marvel comic stuff, new especially newer stuff. Than DC, DC has like a lot of interesting stuff with their rebirth. Oh, there's some good stuff going on. That Punisher versus Daredevil is highly entertaining. Mm. Um, there's a new Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange come out. That that's out. Damnation that I've really been wanting to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of stuff. A couple. Of, there's some good stuff out there. Okay. Um, Phoenix Resurrection was okay. Mm. I think it could have been better. It could have been a lot better, but it was okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for now. All right, I'm gonna get into my Easter eggs real quick. So um, yeah. let's start off with first of all, my Easter eggs are courtesy of a YouTube channel called Top Ten Nerd. All right. So um, that I came across. So um, the first one is uh, the Ringmaster. Now the Ringmaster, who was well, um, okay. Okay, in uh, one of the episode, one of the early episodes, I want to say like episode three or four. Mm-hmm. Jessica goes to see a hypnotherapist. Yeah. And his name was actually Maynard Tidbow, who was played by Ben Van Bergen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him. I haven't. He doesn't look familiar. Okay. Well, um, yeah, she yeah, Jessica Jones goes to see him and later rejects him, but that mm-hmm. was act he's actually a lesser known Marvel villain named the Ringmaster who um uses hypno- hypnotic mind control mm-hmm. um through a device that's on his fa- that's on his hat. Oh wow! Okay, so that's who that character ends up possibly would end up becoming. Hmm. Um, the next one was Trish's outfit in sing in episode one mm-hmm. when she's singing at the birthday party. Yeah, it's actually a throwback to her early Patsy Walker comics when she was more like a te- she was more like a teen idol. Yeah, so this was before when she became Hellcat. Okay, and also in episode two, you see a Patsy Walker poster and the letters. Are actually um, from those Teen Idol comic days. Oh, sweet! All right, the next nice. one is actually an, a, a ref, a slight X Men reference to it. Okay. 
where in episode when in episode four, Jessica Jones says, um, we prefer we prefer the term gifted when mm-hmm. she's referring to her superpowers. Mm-hmm. So and then gifted oh, yeah, the, the FX the, series, yeah. you know, Charles Xavier's school for what? The gifted youngsters. Exactly. So yeah. damn, I'm going through these pretty fast. Yeah. All right. Um and episode two, there's actually uh, a Game of Thrones Easter egg. Oh really? Yeah. Well, in episode two, J- Jessica Jones goes into the the bar Josie's, mm-hmm. and if you look in the back, you'll actually see a Game of Thrones pinball machine. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and there's actually a um, there's actually been other um, reference Game of Thrones references in the other Netflix series, um, in which it kind of escapes me for right now. Um, another Easter egg was Doctor Carl Malice. Mm-hmm. Who was actually from the comics? He was actually a mad scientist who performed um, who performed the experiments, much like um, Alyssa Jones, mm-hmm. on, on people without their consent. Yeah. She actually becomes a part of the um, the fright the frightful four in the Spider Man series, mm-hmm. and I believe he actually creates the uh, red symbiote that um, creates carnage. Oh yeah, but really? he gets. Eaten by Carnage and then resurrect by the semi by the symbiote. Huh. Okay. So um, there's that, and then there was also other uh, Spider-Man references where um, where the Wizard played um, played played by Jay Klatz, Robert Coleman played by Jay Klatz. I mm. probably said his name wrong. Excuse me if I did. Um, he says, "With great power comes, comes great, great mental, mental illness. illness," which was yeah. said by him, which is also the with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So then another one in like passing dialogue where Griffin suspects that Trish is in danger and he says, oh, my balls are tingling. She goes, oh, there's a medication for that because of your, there's a medication for that. Mm. And she goes, oh, because your scrody sense, Mm. Uh. (laughs) spidey sense. And then another one where Jessica and Alyssa were talking in the car about their powers, and then Jessica says, "If you say with great power comes great responsibility, responsibility, I swear I will throw up on you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tracing back to that famous Spider-Man quote. Yep. That cannot get out of every nerd's head. Yeah. Um. The next one is actually an Infinity War reference. Oh really? Okay. Now Vito is actually um, which was what's his name? Oscar? Uh no, Vito is a. Uh... Oscar's son. Yeah, Oscar's son, right. Yeah. So he's um and his captain he his Captain America figure is actually missing its shield, just like J- Captain America is missing his shield right now in the MCU movies. Oh, okay. And then yeah. he said that he made a new shield by using magnets, mm-hmm. which was in reference to Captain America with a reference to a later shield that Captain America got in the nineteen sixties comic books. Mm-hmm. That possibly may happen in oh, Infinity War. In Infinity Wars, because Captain America gets a new shield. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The next one is uh, Wizard. Now, Robert Coleman, the character Robert Coleman, played by Jay, Jay Klatz, mm-hmm. shows up as a potential client for Jessica Jones and claims that he was a speedster. He has speedster's powers, and the kids gave him the name of Wizard. Mm-hmm. Well, Wizard was actually an older um timely comics character when marvel was called timely character comics mm-hmm. and um he actually fought alongside uh captain america in world war ii oh okay uh, and he actually got his powers okay this is actually a insane 
possibly rather stupid origin story. Mm-hmm. He actually got his powers from a blood transfusion from a mongoose in order to combat a cobra bite. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Yep. And um, and also, if you notice that his civilian, yeah, and um, the original wizard, wizard, his uh name what his civilian name was actually robert frank mm-hmm. and if you notice that robert robert coleman was wearing a yellow jacket yeah. which was the same color as the original costume of the wizard okay and then finally which is which refers to the wizard um if you notice that when jessica jones broke into um robert coleman's apartment after he died mm-hmm. he has a pet mongoose Oh, that's right. He does. Trace him back to, and what's funny is that Trace, yeah, trace him back to the the origin story. And what's funny was that the his pet mongoose was named was Emil, mm. which was the name of Robert Frank's father, who performs, yeah, Doctor Doctor Emil Frank, mm-hmm. who performs the blood transfusion with the mongoose. Oh, okay. I'm the wizard. Huh. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's it for my Easter eggs. Now, I, I and I will say with the wizard, like the 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 effects of him like running, the visual effect looked pretty silly. But I will say, wizard makes a better wizard is a better character than a DCEU Flash. I'll say that. <laughs> like, you see him. He only lasted what? I mean, two episodes was in a total of what five minutes. Yeah, but I, I I prefer Wizard over Ezra Miller's Flash any day of the week. Fight me, John Haponic, on that. Oh my God, you you love pissing them off, don't you? Yeah, and it was a better visual effect of him running really fast than the Flash is like than than you know Ezra Miller's. <laughs> yeah. All right. Better. Okay. Uh, any final uh, thoughts on Jessica Jones? Because I just got an alert that said Daniel Bryan will kick off Raw. I mean, kick off SmackDown. Um, final thoughts. I say it's a it's a it's a really good season. I'd say it's um just slightly below slightly below season one, only because like there's uh, not a, a a a clear compelling villain. But I still say it's very close in quality. So like if I give Jessica Jones like the first season like a like a five out of five, I give this one a four and a half out of five. Ah, uh, that sounds fair. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to a uh, question of the week real quick. Um. Question of the week was for for last week was which fictional what fictional character's name would you write in your death note? Now, um, damn, we didn't get nothing on Instagram. I knew I had something. Uh, fictional characters. Uh, I remember you said Daryl. Yeah, Daryl from The Walking Dead. I can't remember who I said. <laughs> uh, Dallas Cowboys. It definitely wasn't that <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Oh man, after like ghosts. Oh, and rest in peace to Toys R Us. Yeah, man. Oh, right that was an that's an institution of my childhood, dude. Yeah. Man, yep. Warwick Warwick Rhode Island Rhode Island will never look the same. It won't. Yeah, for year my whole life, every time I would drive past that Toys R Us, man, when I when I enter Warwick, now it's gonna be gone. Okay, real quick. All right, we got some. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got some response on our on our Facebook. So uh, Eric Silva says, "Tom Brady." 
Of course. <laughs> and he said, yes, and yes, he is fictional because he's a fake bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Marcus Williams says, Vegeta. Hmm. Vegeta from DBZ? Yes. Okay. All right. So this week's question of the week, who do you think should be the next Marvel Netflix series? Mm. I love that question. I already said Moonlight, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I think he would be very interesting. Hmm. Next Marvel series on Netflix, what should it be? Uh, oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, I have to really think about that one for a moment. Um, so explain why, why Moon Knight, though, while I think. I know, he just seems like an interesting character, and he seems pretty dark enough that would just fit into that Netflix portion of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why that's why I choose Moon Knight. Okay. Um Deathlock already appeared in Agents of Shield, right? Yes. Dang. Um Marvel. Uh it would be bad. Shut up, John. <laughs> hey, what he said. It's, it's a good call good call. Good call, Carl. Moon Knight would be awesome. Too bad it would be bad. Oh, John. That, yeah, that's trolling though. Yeah, John's just salty because he doesn't know what good, consistent quality looks like for DC. By the way, Justice League, lowest oh. <laughs> grossing DCU movie. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. So, congratulations. Go uh, ahead. Swim and fail. Go ahead and continue to swim in failure, John. Yeah. Justice League, lowest grossing DCEU film to date. Black Panther, highest, highest grossing, grossing MCU <laughs> movie to date. It see, life balances itself balances itself out, man. You know, you gotta love it. All right. Uh Marvel characters. I'm I'm just doing a Google search right now because it's like who hasn't been covered already, you know? Yeah, I know. There is a lot. Uh let's see. I'm doing a Google search right now. I would say, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go with Miss Marvel. She's actually in uh she's gonna be in a movie. No, Miss Marvel. I'm thinking Captain a, Marvel. In a movie, Captain yeah. Marvel. Once. Good. Good. Ma- hey, hey. Are you- oh, we're actually recording. Hey, now. Your camera, get out, please. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we. So yeah, I would say, I would say Miss Marvel, which is different from Captain right. Marvel. So we have Captain Marvel, but then we have Miss Marvel. So I would say Kamala Khan's version as as a Netflix series. That could work. Yeah, it, it could work. Something more kid friendly. Um, I ideally I would like to see a Miles Morales uh version, but Sony still has the rights, so we ain't gonna see that. So you know what? Oh, I have one. She Hulk. A She Hulk uh, Netflix series it could work with the quality of writing that we've seen. As long as it's not the quality of Iron Fist or, or Defenders, we'll be straight. It is a rushed mess. I think. I... So I'm going to say Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, or uh, She-Hulk for a Netflix series for Marvel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that will be on the social medias real soon, um, within a day or two. Also, you can email us at codospinepodcast at gmail.com, and you can uh, find us everywhere, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. um, iTunes. You can leave us a five-star review so we can move up and improve on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, follow us. Follow us on social media, right? Oh. Like 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Google Play. All right. I think you mentioned YouTube, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and SoundCloud and all that. Yeah, so yeah, you can find us everywhere. Find us everywhere, and uh, yeah, uh, tune in next week. We will be we will have more nerd goodness on the docket, and as always, we will uh, catch you on the flip. So, peace out, nerds. Later.